Monsters Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you knew me in high school, you can call me Shibby. And I'm Ethan Sereski. And remember, always beware Greeks carrying gifts. And we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Hope you tuned in last week for an episode about Penn and Gollin, which was... Ugh, that one was a creeper, wasn't it? it? It frightened me. I gotta be honest. I thought about it uh, the day after and the day after that. It didn't go away just when the podcast ended. It is, uh, it's basically a head with a bunch of guts flying off of it, and it's a vampire, and it's from Malaysia. But this week, we got something fresh for you. What do we got, Ethan? Well, as always on Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, one of us, me this week, has done extensive research on a ghoul, cryptid, or paranormal entity. And one of us, Shibble this week, knows nothing about it. And what is it? It is Boo Hags. Boo Hags. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought completely... I thought I said boo. I thought you were reacting to that. I thought you were taken aback. No, I, I I was frightened when you said boo. It's an actually frightening phrase. So that's why ghosts say it. that's why it's a classic. Boo Hags, Shibble. Mm-hmm. I want to start off by hearing you tell me. What you think of when when I told you boo hags? What's in your mind's eye? What are these things? Okay, I had never heard of a boo hag before, but I have heard of hags. I'm gonna assume it's a subset of a hag, and a hag is sort of a like a filthy witch, like a bog witch, right? Like uh, lives in a in a shack in a swamp, just a shitty living situation. And I'm going to say, boo is, as we mentioned, every ghost's catchphrase. So I'm going to say that the boo hag is a swamp witch that has, uh, that works with ghosts, possibly enslaves ghosts, or pays ghosts a living wage or a dying wage, and they uh, do the boo hag's uh, bidding. That that's my guess. Uh, witch commanding swamp ghosts. And w- what is their bidding? What do you think they want to accomplish? I I think if they're like pretty much every other witch I've ever heard of, what they want to do is eat some kids. Um, 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 chopping on a kid. <laughs> it's a very witch thing to do. Yeah, oh, they're crazy about it. Witches love eating kids as much as I love just like an ice cold Pepsi Cola on a summer day. <laughs> You really love Pepsi-Cola on a summer day? Well, I like Pepsi-Cola because you can buy the real sugar Pepsi. I, I think it's too sugary. It's too much. It's like it's like syrup to me. No, well, that's I find the corn syrup-based sodas to be too syrupy and sweet. But the cane sugar ones, nice and crisp, clean on the palate. Do yourself a favor. Get some cane sugar sodas. That's you an excellent it. point. And you make so many good points about the about the boo hags, and you will find out how correct you were. Um, I can tell you, she does not pay the ghosts. That that was That's just weird. That's a shame. 
Yeah. That is a shame. So the ghosts are interns. <laughs> They're unpaid interns. Um, the way I'd like to express uh, mm. the essence of the boo hag is via story. Oh, good. It's story time. It's story time. Story time. Story time with Uncle Monster. Story time. Story time. Story time with Uncle Monster. Story time. All right, hit me with that story. You're finishing your morning routine as you, Bread Lancer, prepare to take your Aunt Feliz for an outing. You slide on your Oakleys with the croquis on to keep them from falling off because they were expensive. You help your live-in aunt to the car and pull out of your driveway in your Kia Soul. Aunt Feliz is wearing a mauve top and a total Dr. Deborah Burke scarf. The two of you are headed to the historic Charleston Market, an awesome open-air bazaar that still creeps you out a little because it was a slave market before the Civil War. Beneath all the ribaldry and commotion, there was a sense of foreboding and dread, maybe a looped spiritual replay of those that once stood here, stolen from their homeland. You navigate the market with Feliz haggling for a healing crystal on a string, and she also buys a Bless This Mess pillow. Suddenly, you are in the famous part of the market where the proud Gullah women weave their beautiful sweet grass baskets by hand into ornate little masterpieces. Felice insists on watching, and decides she must have a sweet grass basket. The Gullah woman she approaches has strange eyes. They are dark yet appear to glow in the daylight. Then again, it's hot and you're ready to go home. Felice asks the price, but is soon arguing loudly with the Gullah woman. Bread, you have to do something. This is getting out of hand. Felice accuses the woman of being a crook, and the woman begins yelling in Gullah at her. Felice takes the basket and throws it at the woman. People have stopped what they're doing and are now staring at Bread and Feliz. You quickly hand the woman some money and usher Feliz away, but not before the woman tells you both, Maybe you'd behave differently if I was the one wearing your skin. Bread, you even agree a little with the woman, you think. Feliz's skin certainly gave her a sense of privilege. However, you'd learn that was not what she meant. After this bizarre encounter, you and Feliz make your way back to the Kia Soul. It really does have great lines. Felice is now feeling strange and asks to use the bathroom. You sit down and play Kim Kardashian Hollywood while you wait. It seems to take forever, but after half an hour, Felice emerges and the two of you return to Casa de Bread Lancer. That night, you don't sleep well. You can hear that Felice is tossing and turning from across the hall. She begins groaning and muttering. Her ramblings turn to screams. Suddenly, the lights go out. You reach for your phone and light the flash. On your nightstand is a sweet grass basket. Where could that have come from? You walk to Felice's room but think better of knocking, hearing the groaning growing on inside. Things get worse as the doors shake and the floorboards begin to rumble. You hustle back to your Sir Deluxe, confused and frankly scared. You begin to pray as the banging coming from Felice's room is now unmistakable. Suddenly the tumult and noise stop just as quickly as it had begun. You take a drop of tincture and hope you can sleep well enough to figure out what happened in the morning. You put in your headphones and start listening to Carly Rae Jepsen. Not just Call Me Maybe, but the whole album. Soon you drift off. When you awake, you are frozen in bed. Your eyes come into focus and your nose burns with the smell of rotting meat. In front of you is your beloved Aunt Felice. You try to move, but you can't. You're paralyzed. Not with fear, but something external. Felice glides towards you and admires your sweet grass basket. Quality work, she mentions. 
She reaches behind herself into your horror, unzips herself, and Aunt Felice's skin falls to the floor in a bloody flaccid heap. Standing before you is a skinless creature with bulging blue veins. It crawls up onto your bed and mounts you. You are frozen in horror as you watch your life essence sucked up into the nostrils of the monster on top of you. As you fade into unconsciousness, the creature smiles and tells you she said it would be different if she were the one wearing this skin. Her laughter is the last sound you hear before passing out in a fog of pain, fear, and fatigue. Bread Lancer, you let a boo hag into your home, and all you can do now is hope she leaves you your skin. Wow. Wow, that's a lot to take in. <laughs> that is... Ugh. Logistically, you know it's a lot to take in. That was, <laughs> it was a page and a half. <laughs> what, uh... Uh, I like just at one point you mentioned uh, the ant having to go to the bathroom. It's like we're gonna have another black, black piss situation. <laughs> I was trying it's to gonna... hint that during that time the boo hag had accosted her, and that's why she was missing for so long. Ah, okay. I didn't make it clear, so it, it, <laughs> it's okay that you missed it. It's all right. No, my I was a classic red herring for evil piss. <laughs> I wish I had thought of it like that. Um, would you like to learn about these creatures from the story, these boo hags? Yes, help me separate the fact from your delightful fiction. Who says it's fiction? Dun, dun, well, my name is not Bread Lancer. Oh. <laughs> or is it? Are there any? There aren't any people named Bread, are there? I don't know, but if there's someone out there listening to this podcast named Bread Lancer, his day just got fucking freaky. <laughs> boo hags are a Gullah legend. Do you know what the gull okay. are? Um, I know that they are an ethnic group in America that's comprised of a mixture of several different races, but beyond that, I'm not sure. Kind of like the African diaspora, you know, like the Gullah are African Americans who live in the low country region of the U.S. states of Georgia and especially South Carolina. They developed okay. a Creole language also called Gullah and a culture smattered with African influence. The Gullah people in their language are also called Geechee, which may be derived from the name of the Ogeechee River. Okay. I'd say it's a good bet. They are the descendants of African slaves brought to the Carolinas in the late 1500s. But Shibble, mm -hmm. what did they bring with them? It sounds like they brought some boo hags up with them. They did. They brought boo hags. <laughs> oh, no. Those, those stupid slavers. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say those, those stupid slaves. Oh, my God. No, no. I could, they are blameless in this situation. Well, if they brought the boo hags. I mean. No, I, I, I'm going to say that, no, the slave traders are the ones that brought the boo hags. Of course. They're the ones uh, organizing the trip and stealing people and taking culture. And they took a little too much this time and ended up with boo hags. They deserved it. Yes, America deserves the horrible curse of boo hags. Tell me more about them. <laughs> well, boo hags, according to legend, are similar to vampires. Unlike okay. vampires, they gain sustenance from uh, breath and life force as opposed to blood. They do mm. this by riding their victims. That's what it's called, a boo hag attack. Okay. To ride a victim, they must first remove their skin and thus are red with raw flesh and uh you know like bulging veins and just wet grossness Ugh. yeah that this ugh. i i would not like that to happen to me they also have sh razor sharp talons on their hands and feet and of course glowing eyes cuz uh, yeah yeah that's a classic monster monsters 
I'm going to say, anytime you see somebody with glowing eyes, 90% chance that's a monster. <laughs> in order to be less conspicuous in society, boo hags steal a victim's skin because, they're, because they have no skin. And they walk yeah, around. Normally, that would make them stand out. Yeah. Yeah, so they steal a victim's skin and use it for as long as it holds out, wearing it as one might wear clothing. Okay. I think I've seen boo hags who've been wearing skin too long. You mean like Mitch McConnell? (laughs) You know what? I'm not going to follow that up. (laughs) It could be. It's perfect. I mean, that, that is what, you know what? Literally, that is what a boo hag looks like. Yeah, where you're just like, oh, jeez. Like, that this skin is... fits kind of. Yeah, but it, and it's not in great shape anymore. No, it's not. Uh, uh, the boo hags also remove and hide their skin before going riding. Okay, yeah, you want to hide it, because you don't want to find yourself in a Penn and Gallon situation where you come back and your skin is backwards, and then everybody's like, that's the boo hag. Because then how would you it. walk around town, at, you know? How do you go yeah. to the store the next day? Yeah, you'd look like a fool. Yeah, an inside-out fool, you know? Yeah. And they probably don't wear masks. No, no, probably not. They're not very considerate. (laughs) Boo hags are inconsiderate. That is something I didn't write down, but we should mention. When a hag determines a victim is suitable for riding, she will torment the victim first with oppressive haunting, like all the paranormal activity shit, like Mm -hmm. rumbling and chandeliers swinging hurting the family dog but not killing it that thing got it just trying to freak him out a little bit right put a little pepper on it a little <laughs> put some pepper on it that'd be a good we should say that like when we want to get yeah. saucy yeah put a little pepper on it yeah shibble do your story time now but put a little pepper on it oh no problem the boo hag generally gains access to the home through a small crack crevice or hole so it shape shifts mm. into a mist and enters uninvited Okay, when you said that, I imagined it to be able to, like, squeeze itself like a rat, you know? How they can squeeze through a dime-sized hole. Can they, they really? Out. Yeah, a rat can squeeze through some very small shit. Dime-sized hole, really? Yeah. Well, I didn't even entertain the idea of the boo hag going through the keyhole and just... <laughs> Coming out in it, like, uh, like, at the Play-Doh factory? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I didn't picture that. I, 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 so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she doesn't shapeshift into mist. Maybe she uh, Play-Doh factories her way in. Yeah, another theory on the table. The hag then positions it, uh, herself over the sleeping victim, sucking in their breath. This act renders the victim helpless and induces a deep, dream-filled sleep. Mm. Sounds pleasant. Yeah, it could be worse. I guess, I guess if you don't wake up, you know, whatever. Yeah, I guess it couldn't be... I, I would like to not die, but other than that, a deep, dream-filled sleep sounds fantastic. Even more terrifying, if a victim wakes while the hag is feeding, they might be able to see the boo hag, but still be unable to move. Dude. That's scary. Yeah, I don't want to wake up with a skinless... Are they all ladies? I... I, I think they're all ladies. I, I think they can wear any skin, but when they're skinless, mm. I think they're ladies. Oh, yeah, I don't want a skinless lady. Well, to be fair, I don't want a skinless anybody of any gender up on top of me. I don't want to wake up that way. If you're waking me up in the middle of the night, please have skin. Would you date a skinless girl if she was, like, super pretty? I'm married, so I'm going to say no. But if you weren't married, would you date a skinless girl? <laughs> Oh, gee, but she's pretty. Yeah, she's she's really pretty, yeah. 
Um, it's is that I worry that the skinlessness might affect her health in a way like she'd be very vulnerable to disease. <laughs> she is immune compromised, I would imagine. So there would be struggles, but you know, if we connected, I'd, I could work it out. That's amazing. I thought you were going to say no, and I was going to accuse you of being a bigot. No, no, I could get there. We could work. We could work through this. We, our love could overcome anything, boo hag. <laughs> the, <laughs> Just don't wake me up in the middle of the night, please. I was going to respond to you as the boo hag, but I don't have a voice for her because I'm so, uh, you know, I have a tender feeling about going into the, you know, old slavery, Gullah culture and doing accents. Yeah, yeah no, we definitely have not put the work in to do a Gullah accent. <laughs> I looked it up and it was really hard. Like, I could have taken a couple words, but it was hard. Yeah. It was funny, I, I once saw, I was watching some reality competition show or something, and one of the contestants on there, her day job was an accent coach, and they asked her, and she was like a middle-aged white lady, and they asked her, like, what's your favorite accent to do? And she was like, uh, Senegali, or Senegalese. <laughs> and she started doing, like, what was obviously a very well-researched and possibly uh, very good Senegalese accent, but boy, it was weird seeing this middle-aged white lady doing it. <laughs> Boo hags te- tend to leave their victims alive so as to use mm. them again for more energy. However, okay. if the victim struggles, the hag may take their skin, leaving the victim to suffer in agony. Oh, oh my God. So they'd be, yeah, you would definitely be suffering in agony if you had no skin. After taking the victim's energy, the hag flies off, as they must be back in their skin by dawn or be forever trapped without skin or even destroyed. Mmm. Okay. Okay. So either they'd lose their costume. I don't understand what that's about, because why couldn't they just get new skin? I'm going to say maybe, like, when the sunlight hits them, it, like, burns them a bit, and it creates, like, scar tissue. And they they can't wear skin. Yeah, it's like, oh, like, the nerve endings don't attach to the skin's nerve endings. Who knows? It's just... It doesn't work anymore. You would think it'd be gross enough that they were inside out, but they're also burned now. <laughs> they're burn victims, yeah. you're saying? Yeah, that's going to be a rough day to be the boo hag, I'm going to say. And when, if you're a victim, when you awake, you may feel short of breath, but generally only extremely fatigued. Unless, unless of course, you fought back, then you have no skin. <laughs> yeah. So, oof. Boy, I really want to have skin. Do you know how painful that would be to have your skin removed? That's one of my worst fears. Oh, my God. That would be horrible. Like, even, you know, you get, like, a cut, and then you, like, peel it back by, like, your fingernail. It's like, this is horrible. To have that be your entire body? Ugh! Wouldn't your brain just turn off at some point? I imagine you'd go into shock. I hope so. I hope it would happen really quickly. And I imagine... There's probably not a lot a doctor could do for you in that situation. <laughs> There's no skin transplant? Yeah, they're not going to... We need to get a full-body skin transplant for this guy. We need to find me a fresh corpse, and we need all of its skin. <laughs> I mean, maybe they could do it, but God, probably not. I don't think we have the technology. One of the beliefs the Gullahs hold is that people have both a soul and a spirit. They believe okay. that souls leave human bodies upon death, and if it's a good soul, it ascends to heaven. But the spirit has a different function. A good spirit will stay behind and watch over your de- the deceased family. They'll guide and protect them if needed. A bad spirit, on the other hand, turns into a, you guessed it, 
That's a boo hag? Yeah, the boo hag uses witchcraft to manipulate people and steal their energy. Gullah people bid each other good night by saying, Don't let the hag ride you. All right. That is not like how it. it was written. It said, Don't let D E H A G ride Y A. Uh, yeah, that uh, that seems a bit. Yeah, I'm glad you said it that way. Yeah, that was I'm gonna, a trap. I'm going to go back to this two spirit thing because that reminds me of. Um, I think the Egyptians had a similar concept. Did they? Of yeah, uh, they had the ka and the ba, if I'm remembering correctly. I know the ka because Stephen King uses that, and that traces back to Egypt. Yeah, and, and one of them is like a material world sort of spirit like animating force and the other one is your your eternal soul type of situation and something with that has to do with ties back to mummies always back to mummies anyway no 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 i i want to i want a second on that when you talk about the the soul in e- egyptian culture do you remember sesame at the museum no okay it's the scariest movie I've ever seen. I mean, granted, I made that decision when I was three, but it, it mm. frightened me more than any other movie ever did. Uh, all the characters from Sesame Street were trapped in a muse- in the, I don't remember which famous museum, but in a famous museum. And mm-hmm. um, there was the ghost of an Egyptian kid, and he needed their help because he was trapped on Earth even though he'd been dead for 2,000 years. And they had to do a test and weigh his soul to see if it was lighter than a feather so he could join his parents in the sky. And I was, and there was a demon giving him this test. It was the scariest film. I urge anyone to look up Sesame Street at the museum, Night at the Museum, and, and just tell me that's not a horror movie. Because it is. That does sound like a horrifying concept, especially for a three-year-old to grapple with. Yeah, really? It was, it was Anubis that weighed the... Heart against a feather. That sounds right maybe. to me. He's the jackal one, right? Yeah, jackal-headed god of the dead. Yeah, so yeah, so he's in a kid's... You think he should be in a kid's movie? The jackal-headed god of the dead? Probably not one that involves a 2,000-year-old ghost of a child. Because first of all, I don't like the idea of a children's movie being like, sometimes children are dead. And alone, because his parents were stars in the sky because they had already made it. But he was yeah. trapped because he couldn't solve a riddle. Sometimes they need to suffer in the afterlife for literally thousands of years. Yeah, that's the lesson. And here's Grover. <laughs> Big Bird helped him with the riddle. They got oh, that's, it. Yeah, Big Bird would be the one that you'd want on that one. Can you imagine it takes you 2,000 years and then Big Bird helps you? <laughs> At that point, I'll take whatever help I can get. I am over it. I am tired of being a dead child. Shibble, there are some warnings, warning signs. To let you know that a boo hag is close. Would you like to hear? Uh-huh. Yeah, give me, give me, give me them. They're quick. The air will become very hot and damp. Mm. So like humidity. South Carolina. Yeah, like South Carolina. So if you're ever in South Carolina, there is a boo hag near. Second, you will smell rotting meat. Ugh, okay. That's a demon kind of thing, right? Yeah, and probably also has something to do with their like not having skin. Yeah, they are they are rotting meat, probably. Yeah. And if you've woken up exhausted after a full night's rest, you may have been visited by a boo hag. Or you might have sleep apnea. Please see a sleep specialist. That sounded like a Jeff Foxworthy. (laughs) Or you might have sleep apnea. You may have been visited by a boo hag. 
Do you ever come home to the smell of rotting meat? You might be a boo hag. <laughs> um, there are boo hags all over Gullah culture, but mm-hmm. outside of that, hags, the hag legend, is known on a mm-hmm. wider scale, and that's what you were referring to in the beginning, the hag, the witch, you know, just yeah. that whole trope. Um, in popular culture, we have uh, other hags that are related to the boo hags, like Baba Yaga. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say Baba Yaga, classic Russian hag. According to Vladimir Prop, Baba Yaga commonly appears as either a donor, villain, or altogether ambiguous. Her depictions vary greatly across tales, ranging from a child-eating monster to helping a protagonist find his missing bride. She's a complicated one. <laughs> she, she is. I, I'm going more with the child-eating monster because she's a hag. I mean, that's fair. But um, she's also that doesn't let her define her. You know, there's <laughs> yeah that doesn't that, mean she yeah, can't does. help it out does. her friends. If you're the she hag can... legend, it, it by definition it defines you. If <laughs> what are you? She's a hag. All right, I'm just I'm not trying to put a stereotype on people like that. That's just me. <laughs> uh, there is also in popular culture black anus. Excuse me. Black anus, also known as black Agnes or black Anna is a boogeyman figure in English folklore. She is imagined as a blue-faced hag or witch with iron claws and a taste for human flesh, especially children. She is said to haunt the countryside of Leicestershire. Well, if you're in Leicestershire, you better watch out for that black anus. She is said to venture out at night looking for unsuspecting children to eat, then tanning their skins by hanging them on a tree before wearing them around her waist. Like a jock wearing a jacket, like a sweater. Keep your children away from black anus. Um, <laughs> the boohag and hag legend has also been used as an object lesson in Stranger Danger. The legend uh, has also been the subject of song and poetry. In 2005, mm. a boohag was a major character in the children's book, Precious and the Boohag by Sapphire. Just kidding. It's, it's not by okay. Sapphire. <laughs> But it's a real book. Okay. In the st- Is it part of the precious extended universe? <laughs> the PCU? Um, actually, no. I think it's a different precious. I didn't, I didn't read it. But in the story, the boo hag is said to be strange and tricky and does anything mm-hmm. to get into the house. Precious, the main character, is told by her brother that the boo hag tries to make you disobey your mama. Mm, that sounds like exactly the kind of thing a boo hag would love to make you do. <laughs> so tempting to disobey your mama. It's true. Now, you know what, kids? If you're listening, obey your mother. That's the official <laughs> watchword of Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour. Unless she's an abuser. <laughs> it's complicated. Great, great PSA. <laughs> Unless she's an abuser. Thanks. Um, also in folklore, the Northern English Peg Powler was a river hag who lived in the river okay. trees and had skin the color of green pond scum. She would pull children in with her long arms, drown them, and sometimes eat them. This type of hag, or Nixie, has other regional mm. names. This is my favorite one. Grindelow Jenny Green Teeth from Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
That's a really good one. Grindelow, Jenny Greenteeth? From Yorkshire. From, oh, that's part of the name. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally part of the name. Grindelow, Jenny Greenteeth from Yorkshire. Okay. And Nellie Longarms. Nellie Longarms. That's the more, you know, concise version, I believe. That's a good name. That'd be a good name for a fighter. Nellie Longarms. Yeah, she's going to punch you from all the way across the octagon. <laughs> The three fates of Greek mythology are often depicted as hags as well. Okay, sounds good. So the so the boo hag fits into this larger hag. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, family. Yeah, that's that works. The umbrella hag, you know, has the the boo hag under it. We can. It's like a flow chart. Yeah. And the gullah, okay. basically, the boo hag is the gullah hag. Okay. Is there anything I can do to protect myself against this boo hag? Does it have any kind of weaknesses? I was... That's... That's in, insane. I was just about to go into that. Like all evil spirits in color culture, boo hags are repelled by indigo blue. Huh. If you go outside and paint your window frames indigo blue, boo hags won't be able to get through those windows. All right. I like that. Uh, the Gullah people made this paint out of cemetery dirt indigo and quote-unquote a sacrificed cat it seems like a couple of those ingredients are not necessary <laughs> you could just use the indigo you're saying yeah maybe indigo just put that in like a base paint <laughs> and leave out the sacrificed cat in cemetery dirt yeah maybe you don't need to, to kill a cat or go to the cemetery. This seems like this is extraneous. Well, this paint was called haint blue paint because it kept the haints away. And that's a word probably uh, used by the Gullah people to describe ghosts and spirits. Yeah, probably related to haunt would be my guess. I think I've heard that one before. Yes. Salt is also a good boo hag repellent. Classic. Yeah, cl total classic. A salted hag cannot get back into its skin. But it's difficult to salt a hag... So you can make lines of salt around the house to act as a protective barrier. Or just uh, prop sacks full of salt atop all doors in your house, and any time it opens the doors... Poof, oh, that's interesting. Like Home Alone? Yeah, yeah, you definitely want to take a bucket full of sand <laughs> and tie a string to it, and then you throw it over the banister when the boo hag is walking downstairs and you heat up yeah. your doorknob so when she comes upstairs to get you she burns her hand on your door and she's like oh and she slaps her own head like she can't believe it yeah and while she's distracted that's when you throw salt at her <laughs> uh, the easiest way to avoid a visit from a boo hag is to keep a straw broom or brush with many bristles close by see this is like the vampire thing a boo hag mm. can slip into your house through a keyhole but not if she sees a broom she has to stop and count every straw Oh, okay. Another compulsive counter. They're all compulsive counters. All I think all vampires and vampire relatives. I think that certainly would be an interesting unifying factor across cultures. So, and that means this boo hag is existing at the intersection of hag and vampire. Exactly, a hagpire. Mm, uh, or a vag. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Definitely what we should call them. I just, um, what would you keep outside your door to keep a boo hag out that they'd have to count? Oh, jeez. Uh, I feel like around my house, uh, I got a bunch of kitty litter. Count kitty litter, you jerk. 
Use kitty litter. Oh my god, that has the double meaning. Look at you giving the middle finger yeah. to the boo hag. Yeah, have fun counting each grain of kitty litter. I was thinking sand, like something like that. Yeah, that'd be a good one. How, how about um, what are those books where you find the uh, traveler? Where's Waldo? Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, in England they call the Where's Wally. <laughs> They're so stupid. Yeah, that's fucked up to me. Why would they? Do, is that a more English name? Is that more? Is Waldo just unacceptable to them? I think I think Where's Waldo was originally English and was originally called Where's Wally, and then they released it in America, and we we're like, now Waldo's better, and we were right. It is. It sounds better. And also, can you imagine drawing a Where's Waldo page? That's a That'd nightmare. That would take so long. Like, can you imagine, like, it's the day before deadline, and you're like, shit, I gotta draw Wally. <laughs> ah! Okay, over here we got some barber poles, and over here we got some candy canes. Down here's a tennis court, and there's a kangaroo there. And it's like, oh, Jesus, you gotta draw a million Several tourists things. dressed just like Wally, but not quite. There, he, that one doesn't have the glasses. That's not him. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I guess that would work on your doorstep. Yeah, yeah, just throw a couple of Where's Waldos out there. And the last weakness of the Boo Hag is a conjure man. Mm. He's experienced in the art of hoodoo, the African-American magical and spiritual tradition. Conjure men can help not only with dealing with hags and other supernatural entities, but is knowledgeable in spells to help with such mundane matters as finding love, a good yeah. job, or winning a court case. Okay. Hoodoo is a living tradition, and there are root workers and conjure men practicing in South Carolina to this day. Well, thank you for your hard work, conjure men. Thank you for helping your community. Really? They're, they're cleaning out the, the, the boo hags, the badges, one by one. Yeah, and they're helping people get jobs. They're helping people fall in love. Great stuff. It, and what was the last one? Winning court cases. Oh, yeah, and honestly sticking it to the man. Yeah, they help you with a civil suit. That was a weird detail they added. <laughs> So, let me tell you, all that uh, hoodoo man, all this sounds pretty crazy. Everything about this hag sounds crazy, but can it fuck? That sounds crazy, but can it fuck? Can it fuck? That's an interesting question about a boo hag. Mm. Now, I'm thinking it would have to fuck a human... Because all boo hags seem to be... Well, I mean, they could certainly be attracted to each other and be uh, homosexual, but I'm, I'm just seeing if they breed from, mm. you know, their mating. Um, but they're skinless when they're on top of you, and that's got to be painful, I'm thinking. Yeah, and I'm going to say that they're on top of you at bed, in bed, at night, and we have no reports of them having sex with anybody. No. So I'm going to feel like... By now, they would have had the opportunity. Yeah, if it was... You and know how you have, have that one friend who, if it was going to happen, it would have happened? Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, that's a boo hag. <laughs> yeah. we If if the boo hag was fucking us, we would have heard about it. What they're doing behind their own closed doors, their business. Also, I looked up boo hag porn, and specifically boo hag porn, there is none. Okay. So that, that's a, that, that puts a check in, no, it can't fuck. Uh, ba vampires, which, you know, this is related to a vampire. They love sexing. So that's a check oh, in the yes. Yeah. Uh, did you did you check for just hag? Oh, I'll get there. 
<laughs> okay, because I'm sure you did. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely did. When I couldn't find Boohag, do you think I quit? No, I don't quit looking for porn after my first... When I look up cum compilation and nothing comes up, do you think I quit? I am... Um, first of all, I'd be surprised if nothing came up. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> I'm sure you don't quit. And I'm trying to imagine that this podcast has not just been an excuse for you to look at more and more bizarre pornography <laughs> well it's certainly encouraging it uh my other point was it's unclear if when it wears the skin of others if it's able to use all the parts because remember the bug guy in men in black yeah it didn't look all that functional it looked more mitch mcconnelly yeah he definitely yeah old edgar suit was not in great shape is that what his name was uh, the dude's name was Edgar. The alien, I don't know if it had a name. Great performance by Vincent D'Onofrio, though. Big shout-out to Vincent D'Onofrio. Fantastic actor. Now, on the point of can boo hags uh, do the nasty, I did find some erotica. Yeah, tell me, give me some descriptions of them getting freaky between the sheets. <clears throat> this Or maybe standing up. This piece is known as the Hag Rider. Oh, uh, turning the tables on him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I found this one, and I was very pleased with it. Um, the hag surprised him by kneeing him in the back and rolling him over as he winced, reversing the positions, her sitting on his stomach, pinning his hands. Nay, hunter, it is I who am the dominant one. The hunter grinned up at her. Now, foul hag, I have no problem with a woman being on top. <laughs> so if you must, have your way with me. The old hag looked down at him and kissed him deep and hard with her wrinkled cracked lips and sparsely haired chin. The hag undid the breastplate of her armor, her small sagging wrinkled breasts riding low on her soft but prominent stomach. His hands went to her chest, kneading her breasts like half-empty bags of grapes, grasping and twisting her elongated and veiny nipples. The hag ground her ancient undercarriage into the hunter and groaned, inducing a wet coughing fit. The hunter rolled her back to the ground, the grass cool on her hot skin, and pulled on her leggings, watching them come off easily, her misshapen and heavily veined legs. Her pubic hair was the same pale white as the hair on her head. Boy, I'm glad that stopped there. Yeah. That was a lot. Guess what? It, it didn't stop there. Well, I'm glad you stopped there. Yeah, me too. I, I, well, I didn't when I read it, but I, I just decided I think that was enough. No, I think you crushed it. <laughs> Did you like it? Was that a good excerpt or no? It was a great excerpt. <laughs> you liked it. It was good. really fantastic when the author tried to describe her breasts as being a half-filled sack of grapes. Can I admit something? <laughs> yes. I, I put that part in. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. I mean, I don't know if that's good. I don't know. I don't know how to feel anymore. How many shacks could it take to stop one of these people? Not, not yet. We have boo God damn it. We have boo hags, which means we have booze and we have hags for facts. Do you want booze facts or hag facts? Booze facts. Wine is mentioned in the Christian Bible over 500 times. Number two. Last year, a drunk man at a bar in New Zealand sold his car in order to buy more booze, only to wake up in the morning, forget he'd done so, and report it stolen. He had decided his best option was to sell his car for $600 to the first person who'd agree. Number three, vodka is excellent for removing foot odor. All right. 
Those are three great booze facts. I like Useful, that. too. Yeah. I need to know how many times the wine is mentioned in the Bible. <laughs> how many times? Oh, over 500. There you go. So, I think we've come to the part of the show when it is Fight, fight Night! night! Fight! Let's get ready to rumble, Shibble! Careful, that is a trademarked phrase. Is it really? Bruce Buffer owns Let's Get Ready to Rumble. What a dickhead. Yeah, I mean, you can't own to a be fair. Sen- you, can't, you can own a whole sentence? To be fair, that was that guy's bread and butter. You wanted to start off a fight with somebody saying, let's get ready to rumble? You had to go to Bruce Buffer. And you definitely want to start your fight that way. That's the best way to start it. I don't know. I like uh, his brother Bruce does the UFC. Mm. I, I, I forget what he says, but it's cool. He's like, oh, oh, he goes, are you ready? And everyone goes crazy. Uh, yeah, that's that's, but that's not. Let's get ready to rumble. I know, on, but he's the is... younger brother. What do you what do you expect? <laughs> no, it's true. He's doing his best. <laughs> so, how many shacks in their prime? Do, are we going to say it's going to take to take down one boo hag? Go ahead. Okay. So once again, I think we need to give our monster the element of surprise. In we this have situation. to absolutely. So your shack. Yes. You're alone in bed. Alone in bed. Unusual for you in your 20s, being a uh, successful athlete. But this night, your bed is cold and alone, featuring only you, Shaquille Kung Fu Diesel (laughs) (laughs) O'Neal. When slithering underneath the door comes a skinless woman who paralyzes you and begins to ride you. I'm going to say, does Shaq have the pure strength of will to overcome the paralyzation of the Boohag? Interesting. There's the question. Well, I think I think that his strength of will gets a boost because he's so hardy a person that she's not mm-hmm. going to be sucking as much life force out of him. She won't be able to get as much out, and the link will be tenuous, I think. It's true. He and he'll still he'll still have a lot left in reserve. Oh yeah, he's not you know? he's not going to be you know just unconscious after ten minutes. That's prime Shaquille no, O'Neal. Probably, probably a boohag could fill up on life force from a prime Shaquille O'Neal, and he would still have more life force left over than I do on any given day. <laughs> he's very virile. Yeah, he's just a powerful strong man so he might so, so he might wake up so you're saying he may be so hardy that she takes what she wants puts her skin back on and he wakes up and he's not even fatigued he's just like hey he's like all right go time wait what would he say all right go time <laughs> gotta get my skin back uh well i don't think she took the skin no she didn't take that. i just wanted to say that no no you'll never take my skin <laughs> uh and shack is he's from the south He's from... Where is he from originally? I, I think South Carolina. So he might actually be familiar with Boo Hags. Hold on. Where is Shaq from? I can't believe this hasn't come up in time. Uh, New, Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> wow. Way off. 
<laughs> you know what? I might have been thinking of the movie Blue Chips. Yeah, because he came, well, he went to LSU for college, so you think of him as a Southern dude. That might be it too. I'm probably thinking of him that classic LSU uniform, wearing the colors. Which colors? Teal and orange. Teal and orange. What are you? What? I think it's purple and yellow. He's wearing the green and the yellow. Have you seen Blue Chips? Uh, I've seen some of it. You- also, it inspired one of my favorite mixtapes of all times, Action Bronson's Blue Chips 2. <laughs> Do you know what Shaq's name was in Blue Chips? Like his character's name? Uh, no, if you said it, I would. Neon but- Boudot. God, that's why I thought he was from, like, the Gola era. Yeah, I thought, yeah, because that sounds very Cajun to me. It does. It t- so. that, I, I, I understand why you were thinking he might know what a boo-hag was, but I got to tell you, I don't think it matters. I think it's too much man, too much shack mm-hmm. for a single boo-hag. If we're talking a single boo-hag, I think he gets up and has enough left to deal with her. Yeah, because she sounds like we didn't hear a lot about straight up combat well talons talons it's true and hags traditionally i think are portrayed as having some sort of super strength really uh some of the ones yeah what hag has super strength baba yaga has super strength Uh, she is incredibly strong i didn't know that yeah i I know nothing about her but what i read to you earlier i don't (laughs) know about black anus either I mean, the things, I'm, you know what, I would be genuinely surprised if at some point in all this pornography you didn't learn something about black anus. <laughs> we gotta do an episode on black anus. <laughs> I'm, pretty, so, I'm pretty sure when I Google that for porn, I'll find something. Yeah, I bet you'll get a couple hits. So now um, let's move on. Now that we've said yeah. Shaq beats a boo hag, I want to give you one that I can't do. I don't know enough okay. about it. Boo Hag versus mm-hmm. Sailor Moon. Ooh, okay. One thing you got to remember about Sailor Moon is that she is always fighting evil by moonlight. She's winning love by daylight, but fighting evil by moonlight. So she is ready for a nighttime. Encounter. But what does she do during the day? During the day, she's winning love. How so? Uh, she's trying to work things out with. Uh, tuxedo masks alternate persona Darian <laughs> at least that's his name in the English dub I forget this, his, the original Japanese character's name oh well you fucked up that story you don't even remember that no I mean I could go pick up I got a couple of them it's all right. over there. I could... <laughs> I'll deal with it so Sailor Moon versus the Boo Hag how does it go uh, okay Sailor Moon uh, is going to be alerted to the presence of the Boo Hag by her faithful companion, Luna the Cat. <laughs> uh, so, Sailor Moon will be ready. And of course, Sailor Moon, always there for her friends. The other Sailor Scouts are not far behind. Oh. You take on Sailor Moon, you're taking on Sailor Venus. You're taking on Sailor Mars. You're taking on Sailor Mercury. You're taking on Sailor Jupiter. Sailor Jupiter is a bruiser. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, I got I got to throw it to Sailor Moon on this one. It, did Sailor Pluto die when they decided it wasn't a planet? Uh, no, Sailor Pluto is still out there. She's actually not normally, if I remember right, I don't know that much about the outer planets. I only know a l- much about the original five Sailor Scouts. <laughs> if I remember right, Sailor Pluto is not part of the Sailor Scouts. She is a guardian of the underworld. 
the fact that you even remember that it's, it's amazing um does she win oh yeah sailor moon's got this all right Mo- this is the type of situation sailor moon is born for okay so we have sailor moon and Shaq beating the boo hag how about a boo hag versus eric donald jr and ivanka trump well i think what's really going to throw them off those people are probably so used to judging people by the color of their skin <laughs> that in this boohag situation, they're going to be paralyzed with indecision and boohag will wreck them. Like they'll be wondering if she was black or white? Yeah, they're like, how do, do you... Am I allowed to say the N-word in front of you? <laughs> because I want to say it. I want to prejudge you, but being skinless, it's just so hard. Yeah, I, I don't know how to behave. I want Chinese is... patents. That was Ivanka. <laughs> that was you nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. You nailed it. It was very evocative. <laughs> okay, so they're gonna lose. We don't need to go through that one. Yeah. Mika and Katie from Paranormal Activity versus Boo Hags. All right, I have not seen Paranormal Activity. What are you talking about? I, I pretty much. The only movie horror movies that I watched that came out after 2000... Insidious and The Conjuring. ...were probably the Saw movies, and that was it. I did not keep up with horror movies after 2000. I'm a big fan. I like 80s and 90s horror movies. That's really strange, because there is a lot of good movies made since the 90s in the horror genre. It's true. I also, uh, you know, there's just a lot of, you know, what can I say? Pobody's Nerfect. (laughs) I mean, no. You can say that. I saw, you know, I saw Cabin Fever. That was pretty that good. Was, that was Eli Roth, right? Yeah, that was like his breakout. Uh, or it was Hostile his breakout. Yeah, Hostile. Like, torture porn got to be too much for me. I don't like the torture and, porn stuff. That that got old quick. And, uh, like, found footage stuff, I was never that into. Like, Victorian ghost stuff, there was a big wave of that. I was never that into. I like the found footage. And, That's the difference. I love the found footage stuff. No. Takes all types. <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah. Boo Hags versus us, but in a salt wrestling match. Okay. We are wrestling them in salt. Yeah, like a pudding wrestling, but it's the thing is filled with salt. Okay. Uh, and there's two of us. Uh, two of them. One Boo Hag. Two of them. Two of them. Okay. Is it a tag team? Or are we both fighting both of them? At once? I think it's uh, uh, two, two on two. Two on two. Okay. Everybody in the salt ring. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, yeah. The, the hell in the salt cell. Uh, I'm going to say... Rage the in the salt cage. Go ahead. <laughs> Money in the salt bank. I'm going to say that they are... Uh, the Royal Salt Rumble is going to go towards us. Just because I feel like that salt weakness just has to do with the feeling of getting salt in an open wound, and their entire body is an open wound. Like, they are just going to be instantly racked with pain as soon as they're in that salt-filled environment. Yeah, I was trying to think of a scenario where we would win, so it's that one? Yeah, that's the one, where it's you and me, hell in the salt cell, Friday night salt down. <laughs> I think we did four different ones that were actually WWE titles, which I wouldn't have thought yeah. we could do. 
No, I we we came up with a couple. We got some good. Well, I am from Stanford, the home of the WWE. That's true. Name one W. Name a WWE wrestler currently. Oh, okay. I can't. Um, uh, I think the Undertaker's still out there. Really? I think that son of a bitch. He's still out there doing his thing. Do they make a new Undertaker like they did for the Ultimate Warrior? Like when one dies, they just get another large man. No, I think it's still the same dude. Jesus Christ. Can you name a new wrestler hey, or no? Um, I think... Okay. I want, I'm going to say Brock Lesnar, but I bet I can name somebody newer than Brock Lesnar. Uh, is there one named like... Uh, I don't know. Shane? No, Shane McMahon, McMahon is, is the son. McMahon's son. Uh... Oh, um, there's this Japanese guy that has a really crazy entrance. Shinsuke! Shinsuke Nakamura! <laughs> I got one! I would go with Ronda Rousey, because I think she's in it now. I think she is, or at least she was. I'm not she, sure if she still yeah, is. Yeah, she was, but she that, that still counts as a recent wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would consider her part of the modern era. Now, last but not least... Boo Hags, seven of them, versus Fedor Emelianenko. Seven. Seven. Versus only, yes, seven. only seven. Okay. You're really stacking the odds against Fedor. Here. Who, the last emperor? You really think so? I don't. Uh, I mean, okay. I've, I've never... I've never seen him fight, but I've never seen a mixed martial artist take on more than three people at once. Especially none that fly. Uh, Shape I think that, Yeah, I think that uh, without their skin, they'll probably be really slippery. It'll be hard to put them in a hold. Uh, they obviously are going to fight very dirty because they're evil. I've got to put it on the hags. I'm sorry. I think that's too many hags. Yeah, you're wrong. Again, every week, it would be Fedor, the last Emperor Emelianenko for the win. Boy, I mean, maybe you think, maybe I'm overly afraid of these, but I don't think so. You got to tell me, these things, they're so freaky. Are they real? Is this a real for true spooky ghost boo hag? Well, evidence number one. Snopes, mm -hmm. you know Snopes.com? Yes. They don't debunk it. Okay. And it's a big enough story that you would expect it to be on there. It's true. People have mentioned boo hags to me. This is not the first time I've heard the term. So you'd think if they could disprove it, they would. I mean, they, they debunk everything. And, and boo hags is a major thing, especially in the South. So I think that's a, that's a big deal. They, they're afraid to touch it. Yeah. I mean, I'd be afraid to touch it. Doesn't have any skin. <laughs> I, <laughs> like all night spirits, Mora, nightmares, night hags, etc. The boo hags are now known to be the result of the medical condition known as sleep paralysis, says one source. Well, I mean, that's a theory for some of them. Right, what is now called sleep paralysis was once called hag ridden. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Although that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, so I, there's a strong connection between sleep paralysis and, you know, uh, hallucinations and different things. But I think that 
this legend is so old and lasted the test of time that it must be based in a shred of truth. I'm going to say also, I want to throw this idea out. There, sure. That if this is sort of a uh, a culturally generated fantasy, that maybe the idea of being able to slough off one's skin has to do with, you know, race relations between Gullah community and America at large. That, what a point. What a point. Or maybe that's what makes the Boohag the perfect predator. Because you would never suspect, oh, this white person's coming to kill me. That could n- But they are. Guess what? Underneath it, we're all monsters underneath the skin. Who, white people? We're, I, everyone is a Boohag. <laughs> In their soul? That's such a yeah. dark, such a dark comment. No, it's true. No, people are essentially good. I'm kidding. <laughs> and the last piece of evidence is that it's always been used to keep kids from being bad instead of being, you know, more of a true story. You know, it's a it's a story of caution. So take mm. it with a grain of salt. Oh, look at that! Oh, <laughs> good one. That was not ah. that 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 was that just came out. Well, and it looks like with that, we're getting... Oh, wait, no, 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 we're not. Oh, you got a cue drop for me? Well, after... Don't you want hag facts? Oh, yeah, give me some hag facts. Hag facts. Oh, sorry. Hag facts. You know those pointy hats witches wear? Mm Mm-hmm. They're anti-Semitic. Facts! Early accounts of witches showed them bareheaded with their hair swirling in fire and smoke. It wasn't until the 1700s that children's books in England began featuring witches in pointy hats. That's because a council convened by Pope Innocent III in Rome required Jewish people to identify themselves by wearing a cone-shaped Juden hat. Hungarian legal codes also required first-time sorcery offenders to wear the Juden cap. Wow. So that's why you'd always see like drawings of wizards wearing those pointed caps. Yes, because everyone's anti-Semitic. Yeah, because of anti-Semitism. Boy, it lingers to this day. Between 1500 and 1660, 80,000 women in Europe were executed for witchcraft. Wow. They are so stupid. Oh, that is so stupid. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to say that is uh, a lot of witches that should probably... I'm going to say not all of them were witches. I'm going to say best case scenario, not all of them. I hope they were all witches. I mean, yeah, but I'm going to say they probably yeah. and that's Ch- Chances are that around none of them were. Yeah, especially not a lot of them, I'm going to say, were particularly effective witches, <laughs> if nothing else. Yeah, they didn't catch Black Anus. No, I mean, everybody's trying to get their hands on that Black Anus. <laughs> The last time someone was convicted of witchcraft was just 75 years ago. Jane Rebecca... Where? Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah, where did that happen? Go on, I'm sorry. Jane Rebecca York was a medium in East London who came on the police's radar because of her claim that she could talk to people's relatives who died in the war. She was tried and convicted under the Witchcraft Act, a law passed in 1735. However, rather than being burnt at the stake, she was fined five pounds. Fair That's progressive. Yeah, that seems like 
hey, five pounds, maybe stop, uh, stop bilking people. In Sweden, there are Easter hags. According to Time magazine, little girls dress up in rags and old clothes, two big skirts and shawls, and go door-to-door with a copper kettle looking for treats. That sounds like a classic Swede. <laughs> so one time, uh, I decided I wanted to look up what stereotypes uh, the Scandinavian people have about each other, because <laughs> I knew they must have them. So I was like, what? Like, how is a Swedish person racist against Norwegian? Fi- like, how there much do they hate way. the Finns? Well, I, I could only find one paper that, like, talked about uh, Finland, or no, uh, Sweden, Norway, and Denmark. And uh, the Swedes were considered to be cold and emotionless. The Danes were considered to be, uh, like, libertines and, like, hedonists. <laughs> and Norwegians were considered to be country bumpkins. <laughs> Oh, not by Americans. We are certainly in no place to consider them country bumpkins these days. No, I would fucking love to live in a country like that. Yeah, that's exactly exactly the kind of country. And we we could be that kind of country. Yeah. But instead, we're this kind of country. (laughs) The one that needs your help, Q. The one that you can lead out of perdition with the truth and the light and the way. Shibble, I know that you mention Q sometimes as a joke, but... I gotta tell you, Sloan Frederick did an article on boo hags in South Magazine on December 30th, 2017. Hear me? Mm-hmm. 2017 yes. was when the first Q post was. Mm. 2 plus 0 plus 1 plus 7 equals? 19. No, I'm sorry. I Jesus did that Christ. Wrong. That equals 10. 10 letters and D. Wasserman. QAnon claims U.S. former DNC chair Debbie Wasserman Schultz hired the Salvadoran gang MS-13 to murder staffer Seth Rich. Seth Rich's last name is? Donald Trump is. Therefore, boo hags are real, and Donald Trump is the only one who can save the real Americans slash seditious insurrectionists from them. And it looks like we're getting the red light from Uncle Monster. That's the red light, it is. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for uh, liking and subscribing and commenting and just and telling your friends and listening. And, it, you know, it, it's really nice that you guys are, are supporting us however you can. It really means a lot. You know, a like, a follow, this kind of stuff. I mean, we're doing this to make you guys laugh and, and to get some feedback is great. So I want to thank you. And please continue to follow us on Instagram uh, at UncleMonster6, on Twitter at UncleMonster6, on Facebook at UncleMonster's Spooky Time Fright Hour. Get ready to type that in. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see you next time. Until next time, my name is Chris Anderson. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at ChrisTheFriend. I don't have internet, so if you have something to say to me, either hold it in or send it to Shibby. And until next time... Don't get spooked!